0: Doug Moot's on in a couple of minutes. First, let's go to the phone lines. First caller tonight, Jason and Desterhan. What's up, Jason? Hey, how's it going tonight, Seth? Hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm a little fired up, Jason. What's up?
1: That's all I'm hearing on the radio, man. I'm like, man, he's bringing the heat tonight. Good Lord. Over yeah. Marcus Davenport.
0: I, t- I told um, you look, I would be. <laughs> I
1: was I was excited when they drafted him because it was clear, and they made it clear that he was a raw prospect, Who had a tremendous upside, so I was excited about the pick. What I will say is, he hasn't progressed as well as I thought he would. But I would have a question for you: Mm -hmm. Do you think that is in part because of Sheldon Rankins? I guess, in my perspective, and maybe my memory is failing me, he's developing kind of an injury issue, isn't he? He seems to be hurt an awful lot.
0: But how does this have not
1: just those little?
0: Wait, I'm confused, what I'm saying is Sheldon Rankin's. How does he relate? Yeah.
1: No, I understand. What I'm saying is, is that it's faster for a prospect like Davenport to, to, um, to progress quicker when the starting defensive line who Rankin's is supposedly a beast. We know what Cam Jordan is. If all of those guys are healthy and playing on the field at the same time, I think you would eventually see the best of Marcus Davenport. But if the middle of that line is dented for injury reasons or, you know, just taking a break, if not, if the defensive line isn't at full tilt, I don't see how Marcus Davenport can progress as quickly as the Saints would like because then all you have to worry about is Cam Jordan and then you got the other side. Yeah. So there's nobody in the middle to really take the pressure off of Davenport's progress. Yeah, And, and that's it, why I'm saying I wonder if Rankin's injuries have inhibited Davenport's
0: progress overall. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting point, Jason. And I think, look, not having Sheldon Rankins in the middle of that line is going to inhibit everybody's performance this season because he was that good last year for New Orleans. Remember, eight sacks before that injury. Probably would have been a double-digit sack guy. Yeah, he was big. He was huge. We'll see what happens when he comes back, probably week eight this season. And I don't know the answer to that. Look, more pass rush is always good. That's why I'm not an anti Jadevian Clowney trade I just don't think it's going to happen because there are so many prohibitive aspects of this. I'd like to see it happen, but also the flip-flopping <laughs> flip-flopping for some people has just been a little outrageous to me. But those are good points, Jason. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's bring on in Doug Mouton, WWL-TV Channel 4 Sports Director at D Muton WWL. And he's out in Los Angeles. He watched the Saints and Chargers practice today. Doug, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you doing, Seth? Look, I'm great. I would imagine you're a little better in that California weather over there today, huh? Oh, my God, it is.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, we've been out at Saints practice. For everybody who lives in New Orleans, um, uh, summers can be brutal. And uh, we got here yesterday evening, and it's, you know, 67 degrees and gorgeous in the evening. It got a little warm today at practice, but, I mean, literally nothing within 25 degrees from a heat index standpoint of what the Saints see every day. Uh in Metairie. And look, there, there is debate, Seth, about and, – and some guys will tell you the way you get tough for the end of the season is, is to practice in the Louisiana heat. And if you went by the records of the teams in the years when they practiced in New Orleans, it seems to back that up. The West Virginia years were not good years when they practiced in beautiful weather. So there's something to be said for it. But at this point in this training camp, this four days in California is a, a nice climate Break for this team.
0: Yeah, second year in a row that they've been out there practicing. Oh, yeah, third actually, thirty in a row they've been out there. Third year in a row. Uh, yeah, yeah, practicing uh, with the Los Angeles teams. And Doug, today we were talking about the pass rush to open the show, and Devin Clowney and Marcus Davenport. It actually wasn't Davenport who stood out. I understood. Is it, did Trey Hendrickson had another nice day? Is that right? Yeah,
2: and and look, and Cam Jordan's Cam Jordan. I um, I it's definitely not the strength of the team for sure. And when you look at position groups. The Saints have crazy depth at many spots. But, yes, defensive line is the area. And, like I've said it 15 times now, they need Marcus Davenport to be that guy. That's, he is one of the linchpins looking forward to this season. If he's the guy they think he is, this defense could be really, really good because that would be sort of the last piece they would need. They're going to get – I think David Onyemata keeps getting better. They should get Sheldon Rankins back at some point during the course of the year, but certainly you feel like by November and December, Rankins is going to be playing and hopefully playing well by then. Um, I I don't think it may be as big a weakness as people might think, but obviously we're not going to know that until we're a couple of games in.
0: It's interesting you mentioned David Onyemata. I understand he got into a shuffle. Maybe he was shouting some words back and forth with Philip Rivers today out there.
2: Yeah, it, it, I mean, if you know, it's it's one of those training camp scuffles that at this point, when something like that happens, you know, you're going to see tweets. The tweets greatly over saturate <laughs> the level of animosity on the field. Yeah, look, Philip Rivers is not the kind of guy who backs down. It, yeah, uh, and Philip Rivers was definitely in there, John, and he wasn't giving anybody the last word. Um, but you don't also don't know what they're saying, so you don't know quite how contentious it is. But it got broken up immediately, and not much came of it. Um, but uh, you know what? It's the kind of thing where it wakes up the whole sideline when it happens.
0: Yeah. What, what was the general mood? It sounded like other than that, it was pretty good out there between these two teams. Remember, they're both Super Bowl contenders, so these are two teams that could probably benefit from practicing against each other.
2: Yeah, I and mean, look, as stupid as it sounds, it's like two teams that sort of get along with each other. Like, they're they're good uh, practice partners. I mean, the work is efficient. It moves fast. And today, I mean, really, it went back and forth. That's sort of my theme from my 10 o'clock story was that it was just back and forth. For every big play the Saints made, the Chargers made one, too. And for every interception the, the Saints made, the Chargers made one. And then it was also... You know mike thomas and alvin kamara didn't do any of the team drills so we also got to see some unusual suspects Simi Cobb's had a big day who's a guy you know you got a bunch of wide receivers competing for that third fourth fifth man job like like you know, guys you didn't expect to see have big days some of them jumped up and had big days
0: yeah that so, was uh,
2: yeah, but I thought overall a pretty even day. I'm
0: talking to Doug Mouton, WWL TV Channel Four Sports Director. He's in Los Angeles, watched the Saints and Chargers practice today. Any indication of how that wide receiver battle is being handicapped right now? As we're a couple of weeks well, away from Yeah, I mean, the cuts? Well,
2: obviously, Ted Ginn is looks solid opposite of Mike Thomas. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's the fifth spot. When the Saints go when the Saints go to, to their five-receiver package, which are third downs, to me, the way I would rank them is Mike Thomas is your one, Alvin Kamara is your two, even though he's coming out the backfield. Jared Cook becomes your three now. Ted Ginn becomes your super-fast four. So you're looking for a five. It's the slot receiver. I would say right now, look, I think Traquan Smith had a really nice camp and has done a lot of things well. Now, his problem has never been his ability to catch a run or block. It's, it's been to know what he's supposed to be doing. And he has admitted that, but he also said he feels a lot more uh, secure about his responsibilities each play. Um, I think, I think he Kirkwood is certainly not a bad option. He's been hurt too. Um, so I, I, I think they have a, and look, the beauty of it is this year, it's your fifth option. Whereas last year, once you lost Ted Ginn and then without Jared Cook, that guy had to be your third option. Now it's your fifth option, and I think those guys will all be fine in that role, regardless of who it is. If I had to handicap it right now, I, I think i put Traquan Smith slightly ahead. Um, a week ago, I might have said it was, was Keith Kirkwood, but I-, I, think- I think it'll be mostly Traquan Smith in that spot if I had to guess now.
0: Is Kirkwood safely on this roster? I think he
2: is because – although, look, you get hurt, and there's a lot of guys. But, he, you know, he, he's big. He, he provides the type of target they like. He's super intelligent. He's a guy who will understand all the offense. He's a guy that could definitely plug and play. But, no, I, I would not say he's safe. No, not, not by any stretch, just because there are a lot of wide receivers. But, but I, I like him as a player. He's He's sort of one of my guys that I – I think he makes it, but if he didn't, it, I wouldn't consider that a major surprise.
0: We opened up touching on the pass rush. What do you make of these Jadevian Clowney trade rumors, and uh, what's the scuttlebutt there in L.A.?
2: I have not heard much from here other than, you know, the scuttlebutt that you see. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know if it seems likely or not, although I still go back to the question you asked Mickey Loomis in that opening press conference, and he said... You know when you're in right when you're in right now mode you do some things different from a salary cap standpoint than you might do if you weren't and I, I still go back to that and if, and if they're going all in maybe they really do go all in although I, I don't know if they I guess that's what I'm getting at Seth I don't know what Sean Payton sees as a weakness. I don't know if he sees that. As a problem, area, or if he thinks Davenport's going to be a player, and they want to make sure they get enough snaps for him. So I, that's, I guess, where the gray is for me is what Sean Payton's perception of his pass rush is.
0: And finally, Doug, who won this quarterback challenge today out there? I know it was one-one the last couple of years. Who's won it this year?
2: Oh no, actually, Drew Brees said that they got they got skunked today. Oh. That the, yeah, the Chargers won big today. That uh, so so the Chargers are up. But the, but the Chargers apparently picked the challenge and the Saints pick the challenge tomorrow. Mm. So Drew Brees seemed confident that when they pick the challenge, they're going to be better off.
0: Yeah, that's like a home field event. That doesn't count. Like They've probably been practicing this for, <laughs> you know, for weeks over there. <laughs> and it's fun watching Drew Brees and Phillip
2: Rivers. These two guys who clearly have enormous respect for each other. Look, Phillip Rivers has put some serious skins on the wall. Um, don't get me wrong. I would infinitely much rather have drew Brees if i had to pick one either for a one-year scenario or obviously for the career but philip philip rivers has had a great career with the Chargers.
0: he did just missing that super bowl appearance hey who knows doug maybe it's uh, rivers v breeze come february
2: and, and i don't think it would shock a ton of people i mean these these look like two quality veteran teams
0: Yes. I can't wait if that's actually happening. Yeah, a lot of people around here would be excited. He's Doug Mouton, yeah. sports director for WWL TV Channel 4, at DMouton, WWL. They're bringing you Saints coverage at 10 o'clock tonight on the news. Doug, thanks so much for taking some time out of that schedule to join us tonight. Seth, anytime. All right. There he goes. Again, at DMoutonWWL on Twitter. Give him a follow there. We're opening up the phone lines for you next, and we'll get to some of the texts. Here's one of the texts from... The 504. Hey, Seth, I'm with you. Let me ask you, what kind of injuries has Clowney had since he's been in the NFL? Well, a few. We'll run down some of those. And your phone calls at 504-260-1870. Wide open phone lines, and our text number is 870-870. The last lap continues on WWL.